Welcome back to Love Boat Project. This is season one, episode seven. Seven. This is my co-host. That gimmick is going to end pretty fast. Why? Well, I, I keep looking at the big number of 263 and I'm just like, seven? <laughs> yeah, but what are we? Eight? Like, what's the percentage? We're like... Uh, 4%? 4%, 3.68, something like that. It's probably not right at all. No. no. Eh, it's all if right. only there was a way you could figure it out. Yeah, we're counting. Yep. We get our abacus. Uh, well, welcome back. This is episode seven. Uh, we are here to talk about an episode of The Love Boat called Julie's Old Flame, The Jinx, The Identical Problem. Original air date, November 10th, 1977. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Welcome aboard, Mike. I got I got a little excited about this one. Well, I'm, I'm glad you stopped yourself because I was going to make a comment. Um, least inspired titles we've had. It's zero creativity on this one. Yeah, like no think twins. Like, I don't know. Like, you don't have to be great, but give me give me one title that's like you have to something read a little that I have into. To determine what it is, or give me a little little nuance with it. It was well, especially Julie's old flame. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Like, come on. The jinx. Hmm. Right. Identical <laughs> problem. Something interesting right off the bat. I don't know if you if you knew this about this episode, this is a very special episode. It moved to Thursday night. Yes. For this uh, November 10th. I thought that was interesting. I tried to find like why. I found out why. Why? Well, I think I found out why. So because I, so here, this episode, as we will discuss, was just weird. It just felt weird. Super weird. There was, it was just, there was a vibe to it that just mm-hmm. felt like something was going on. And so it does make sense. Also in November, I don't know if sweeps still were or were a thing back then, but November know. sweeps. So maybe you throw in a fun episode, something like that. Oh, but, I um, see. Like a lighter one on a Thursday right. as opposed to the, you know. Uh, on Saturday night, the 12th of November, which yeah. would have been the normal air date of mm-hmm. our, our of our fair program, um, they were running Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, wow. Was and that the, the first time it was on TV? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was because CBS, I believe, or NBC, NBC probably, was running the Godfather saga over I wonder four how, nights. Well, I wonder if these were the first times these movies were on broadcast television. I mean, God, the Godfather saga, the fact that they were doing it on four nights on network television. Well, that with was commercials? Like an that, event. I don't I don't. Oh. You know how long that would be with commercials? And the thing is, I don't know if the saga, I think this, well, the saga is the two parts put together, but like right. chronologically, I think, which oh, is really, it's all because then the De Niro's in the past, but it's, but De Niro actually starts the movie basically. Yeah. It's oh, a, so you're basically two before one essentially. Right. So I don't know if that's what that is. I know there's a version of that. that exists when I um, worked at a video store, we had it and it was in this giant, like box mm-hmm. um, Godfather saga or something like that. Uh, but anyway, that's what was on. Interestingly enough, next week it goes back to Saturday. So it was hmm. a one-off. I mean, you're bringing out a heavy hitter if you're getting Butch Cassidy out there. Yeah. I mean, these you know are big movies. Well, you don't want to waste a, a quality episode of television like this going against the Godfather. No one's going to see it. That's, that's they, the biggest crime. Based on the thin roster thinnest of guest stars premises for this week. It almost feels like they were like, 
yeah, you're not going to have an episode this week. And then they're like, or you could shoot one in like, I don't know, 20 minutes. <laughs> so, and that's the quickest it. episode. Yeah, it was just one one day in and out. They were done. Yep. Uh, well, what was on? It was nine o'clock Thursday night on ABC going up against Hawaii Five O, which I don't know to this to be true, but I would imagine that was a pretty good ratings getter in the day. Uh, and then we love these movies. Well, actually, no, this is not a movie. I apologize. This is a show, and I had to do a little digging. NBC had a show on called James at 15. <laughs> like, what is that show about? I'm glad you asked me what that show's about. <laughs> First of all, it's a drama. Okay, not oh, a dramedy, oh. drama. The son of a college professor who moved his family across the country from Oregon to Boston. And he has a hard time adjusting. That's James at 15, 9 o'clock on NBC. That's which, it? That's it. Oh, that's so it. it's like... It's, this is like episode like Oregon three. Trail Kid and he goes into the hard scrabble of Boston. Yeah, you don't need like... Yeah, like, you know, I don't, like, need, I don't even know where to park my car. Like yeah, like you know thing. in the you know in the first episode commercial, there's a there's a scene where, like somebody knocks a school book out of his hands and is like, "Go back to Oregon, <laughs> go back to Oregon." Like, he's just screaming. It's like, "Where's the rain? Like, where is the rain?" He's right. just always wearing a raincoat. He's Doesn't fit Wilson. in. The happiest man alive. Yeah. Great, great documentary. I'm enjoying that. Uh, our beloved Philadelphia Flyers lost to Buffalo three to two. Oh, it's all right. Scoring. Plenty of championships to come. Absolutely. And how about them moving to catch up to the Love Boat? The Flyers love playing opposite the Love Boat, no matter it's what. Just, it's, it's, a, it's the best imaginable doubleheader, I, I, I would think. Oh, for absolutely. For November. Yeah. yeah. It's cold. You're on the it boat. Is, it's cold. You're on a boat or you're inside. There's ice. Either way, it's climate controlled. You just flip Most in between, you know, Ray Bolger and Gilbert. I gotta Gian, tell you, man, uh, Dion. I don't even know who was on that. Well, yeah, I don't, I'm glad that you brought up Ray Bolger. So let's get into the guest stars. Just like you said, very thin. There were so only, only four. four. Yeah, which is definitely our lowest I, um, of the yeah. of the run so far. We had seven yeah. last week. Well, the cup. Yeah, I, but the the amazing thing is, not only do we only have four guest stars listed. Mm-hmm. I think there's one other speaking role and it's is literally, it, I think it's the waiter who says like, Vince? here's your dinner. Was it the same guy waiter who play also played Vince? The guy that no, fell down not. the stairs with the postcard. All right. RIP Vince. It was, I, I don't think they were trying to save money. <laughs> no. So our four guest stars, I'm going to save the worst for last. Just going to get right to that. So you'll know where this is going. First one is Diana Canova. She played the twins, which boy, they loved those twin gimmicks back in the back then. And, uh, like, yeah, technology had not caught up to having twins. <laughs> no, so. no. Uh, best known for a role on the show Soap from '77 yep. to '80. Also, former member of the Church of Scientology, a, an organization she has since criticized. Uh, next on our our studded guest list we have david hedison now here's interesting david hedison he was billed as al hedison when he starred in the fly he was the star of the fly the first fly movie he was the jeff goldblum yeah he was the fly the titular that, fly yeah he yeah he was he was he was the fly 
Uh, NBC insisted that he change his first name to David. Uh, just thought that was interesting. Uh, he played a CIA agent, Felix Leiter, in two different James Bond films. And he's been on a million different TV shows. I mean, a million different TV shows. Just like oh, that. They, they were all 70s guys. Hmm. Spoiler. I hate this guy. Oh, just creep just i don't I even like do you know how to act sir you just you're just you're just an a-hole like it just yeah. don't yeah not even hey, subtle hey, hey baby like he's just muttering he never t- he just mutters the whole time just a real mm. julie julie never would have fell in love with a guy like that julie, julie you can do better than this guy come 100%. on julie's selling herself short man she's yes falling for the you know over 60 tour guide and then this whole thing and number one it's just it, well it's just unprofessional doing it everything's at work like oh but, this was yeah this was life uh, is at work. this was not a good boat for uh oh. like 597 of the passengers because well, it would just be awkward for the passengers the cr- the crew was very tied up in like four people on this boat so yeah that's funny that's funny uh next is harriet nelson Again, Ozzy and Harriet, big deal. Uh, been in a million TV shows. Mother of Ricky Nelson. Uh, there's an interesting quote I read about her from the director of the documentary about Ozzy and Harriet. Uh, it says uh, she was a bombshell. She liked a good off-color joke. She enjoyed her cocktails at night. She had the talent to go on and be a big star, but she made that decision to be Ozzy's wife. I'm like, well, I... It, when I read it out loud, it's it doesn't sound good like that last part. Uh, I don't know what. No, she was fun and talented, but you know, don't. Mm, go she, to work. she was saying like, "Hey, you know, Ozzy was like her straitjacket, basically." Like, where's where's Ozzy at this point? Yeah, Is he he wasn't on the love boat last time I checked. Yeah, that's I what I'm know. saying. How did Ray, how did Ray Bolzer mm. get to? Get yeah, to how does nod? how does Horace McDonald think about it? And finally, Ray Bolger amazing no 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 every scene ray bolger's gotta like out act everybody you know i'm the scarecrow i'm sorry the guy who played the scarecrow was a bit of an over actor let me say this listen he just the only other note i had interesting was is bolger's face was permanently lined by wearing the scarecrow makeup and initially he was hired to be the tin man but then that whole thing happened and he became this well, the tin man apparently was just like they were just painting asbestos on your face so. yeah 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 they were like it it's old buddy ebsen yeah it's just not a good so right, well, I, we're gonna I have just, we're gonna have like major, it was too much he we're was gonna have a like, major oh. disagreement here because uh-huh. i thought he was great oh just Ah, Captain. Ah. Oh, he, yeah. He even, he was Ray Bulger and all over the place. He even said do weird when he did the redo. I did. Like, everything's got to be. Okay. You have a brain. Give, okay, Oscar Ray Bulger. <laughs> just, I wish his feet were lined with straw. He was just falling down all the time. <laughs> I just can't stand it. <laughs> Anything else to discuss before we get into the uh, the episode itself? No, I think, like I said, the 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 most interesting thing was the 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 thin, the thin actor. It's like the it's like it's like a SAG strike. It is weird. Like normally, we always have a couple characters who don't make the main list, but we always right. talk about them. There's always like a, a crew member or something like that. There was there was nobody. 
like and no and credits given. a lot of group scenes yeah nobody got something you know so. I, I i will say from this I, and maybe it's it's as obviously as a result of uh not a lot of guest stars i liked i like the amount of crew interaction i guess i can say oh, this say is that. a crew show yeah, yeah like i, I kind of liked the interaction Maybe I didn't like what they were interacting about. Yeah. But I like to see them all interacting now. I mean, I think this is definitely the most crew heavy since the first one. Absolutely. But as in far a, as everybody being one, there's usually one person who gets nothing. So I will say that from episode one to where we are now, I still think that like the captain now is a completely different character from episode one. Although, I still think they haven't righted that ship yet. I think, but I will say, I hmm. think this was his best effort in terms what, of not looking like a buffoon kind of thing well till the end but yeah like he was more captainly we'll get to it but i, I thought stubing you can't come at stubing this week i th- i don't think but you no, can't no, at Ray no. Bolger, I got, so you're, I can't, you're a wild card i got i gotta come at somebody yeah i do want to say one thing before we get into this and it, it it's been bugging me and i and i see it in this episode too and it, it I, I apologize this is probably stupid but whatever the there are rules in the military with hats okay now now i see captain stubing wearing his hat inside all the time yeah that you don't so basically the rule is in the military when you have a hat if you're outside you are not what's called undercover so i could be outside in like a carport and i don't have to put like a hat or or headgear on but I, I don't understand the rules that Steubing lives by unless he's by his own hat code. Because every time I see him with the hat, he's inside. It's inconsistent. It is inconsistent. Yeah. Now, is he, <laughs> he isn't necessarily a military man, right? He works for a private boat company. I just think when, if you're... He could if be like you're, Captain Ron. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're a nautical captain... Maybe not a Navy captain. I would assume, remember he was talking about uniform standards in the one episode to Gopher. I would assume that there's some sort of like standard oh, uniform. Like, you, you know? know, in about three seasons, his old drill instructor is going to show up or something like oh, that. I guarantee you he is this military, up and, but he doesn't necessarily have to be, right? No, no, I wouldn't. I would assume so. But yeah, but the other thing is, if he had a, like a, a thick head of hair, yeah. He wouldn't be wearing that hat like he's wearing that hat. And and as a, a follically challenged man myself, I I, I, don't, I don't rely as a hat as a crutch, but a lot of people. Hat as much as he has. Not that, I, hat. Like, that's what I'm wondering. Is it just like, that's just kind of his. Because then I was like, why wouldn't this guy? And I thought about this tonight when I was watching it. I'm like, why wouldn't he get a, a hairpiece? Well, that's probably because of the hat and those high winds. See, I thought about the winds. I didn't think about the hat, which I really should have thought about. But I mean, even yeah. like as an actor in this time period, he was on Mary Tyler Moore. He was this big. I don't know. I mean, hair pieces were big back then. I just. Well, and we this is in this is an episode where I think ages of all the actors is very important based on. Absolutely. On. And he's only like 47 years old. So just an old, if, by the way, if you're going to have a rug. I could see him having it at least at the start of Mary Tyler Moore because God, he's is he in his thirties when he's on TV. Oh, he's bald, like that's a he's that's a got to be. He's got to be. He made the most of it. He did. He did. I just I, it it was interesting. I thought I would bring it up because I just past couple episodes it just kind of got me. Yeah. All right. 
Let's kick this thing off. Uh, we open with a scene that was a little strange. Uh, Doc hanging all over Julie. Yep, right away. And again, aren't we, aren't we at work here? I, yeah. That's the first this thing that just, people are going to see. This episode comes in horny immediately. It never stops. It never stops. Yeah. Like he's. It, it's like, did they go to like the ecstasy island? Like it's this? just like everybody is just ready to go. Like it's the lust boat special on Thursday night because it was really. So he's all over, hanging over. And I'm just like, I'm really con. It's just confusing because it's like, and people are really reporting. like, this is Julie's people, time to shine. And her the job. first impression you get as a passenger on the boat is the doctor just groping the cruise director. Right. You're going to be like, who's that creepy ass guy in that uniform? Right. Oh, that's oh. Adam Bricker. Right. He's, he's the guy who's going to check me out later. Like, yeah. He's the one that's going to put me in a wheelchair with a sprained knee <laughs> and give me the worst, the worst sling I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess he sees someone coming, you know, checking in the boat. Doc makes his move. She has zero interest, zero interest. Doc is shut down. But to your point, you said earlier about age, I, I think that happens right here. And when I say that at this time, at this year, Bernie Koppel was 44 years old, which was a hard truth for me to look up. Mm hmm. That he is younger than I currently am in this episode. That was rough for me, too. It's just hard to... It's not even that he looks old, necessarily, but you just... It's different. That old. doesn't look like 44 to me. But I don't think 40, 44 and 77 was like not 44. This looks like 44 to me. At, <laughs> so, well, I was going to say, I thought you pointed me, and I got excited. I'm like, this no, is 44. No, it's pointing me. Yeah, <laughs> it's pointing me. I 49. Uh, so she, at the time in real life, was 24. And yeah. I was just like, how the Too hell... Much. There's no way that Although, like, that he would twins, even take a swing in it. They're hmm. twins, so she's really 48. Oh. So <laughs> that's that's dirty. Yeah. Uh, also, Bernie Capel, I started to I texted you about this the other day, and you were like, "Nope, he is still alive, Mike. He is yeah. 90 years old, and he is still alive." He popped up um, in the Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, I read. I saw that in his filmography. Yeah, so I, he's still listen, working. Good for listen, him. There is potential to have him on this show. <laughs> That's all Here's I'm saying say about Bernie Capel and Doc, because it is, for the most part, a pretty creepy role. But he super creepy he is growing on me in terms of he's got a lot of range. Um, he's got a oh. lot of old school comedic timing. Mm -hmm. You know, I. I I don't know that he can carry a whole episode, but he's a really good second guy. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I, I, good, good for him. And I think he's been really good um, in, in two of the last three episodes. He didn't really get much last week. I think he's um, been consistent too, from a character yeah. point of view, which I kind of like. Uh, so that was that whole, she's 24. Ugh, that whole so thing. He's just in, so aggressive, man. Right. And it's right away too. Like everybody, <laughs> Everybody on this boat, everybody that works on this boat is like just immediately in love with a car. It's like I worked at Wawa for a bunch of years, right? I didn't like get all riled up at every seventh customer that came to the register. You know, it's like these guys are just and the boat hasn't even left yet. See, that's the difference. I worked at Quick Check, right? In Jersey. Every seventh one I would get excited about. I'm gotcha. just gonna be honest. I would I would I would attack them like Doc would with with a freshly made sub. With with freshly made coal cuts, you know, but 
it's so aggressive, man. It's so, so like borderline criminal. So yeah, when I never really got their first name. So the glasses twin, the one with the glasses, Helen or Ellen. Oh, really? That was the yeah. name. Yeah. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah. Helen so, and Ellen. So I just have them in my notes as glasses and not glasses. So glasses gets on the boat and she goes, glasses to Julie, gets on. The boat. And she says, she only gives her last name, Miss Edwards. I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that's that. That's it. So this really would have been a big topic for me because, again, it's the frustration of how do you get on this boat, except in a few minutes, we finally got a shot of the passenger list and details are very limited. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> so, limited. Oh, last name, first name, middle first initial. initial. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get Just, to it because I jotted all this stuff down. Oh, so we have thank, it forever. thank you. Thank yep. you. Uh, elderly couple. Named Horace and Henrietta McDonald check in with Gopher. Uh, they say they were married on the Titanic. Which is uh, like, like, okay, cool story, bro. I get great, it. Like, great. I would probably bring it up a lot. I don't think I'd be getting back on a boat. But even if I did. That's exactly what I was thinking. Nobody, Why would you? That's the last boat you went right. on, and now you're going to go on another one? But like. I don't want to hear that, you know, you survived a bunch of plane crashes when you sit down and coach. No, yeah, <laughs> sitting next to me, you know, in the lounge before I get on a train going, I could hear the screams in the last train wreck. Like what? No, no. So much. And then it's no. not like you were on a boat crash. You were on the boat. The. Crash, so. Well, it's also isn't I thought it was the I don't follow the logic that if you survive a. If you were a survivor, how is that a jinx? Wouldn't that be a good luck? Or is well, it just bad is luck the jinx for, that I, they're going to live no matter what? Well, and I guess the other thought is, in theory, right? The crew members would die in a boat crash. Like you would go down with the ship. Fair enough. Well, so it's it's boat legend for among crew, maybe. You think Stubing's going down with the ship? No, 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 no. If the, if something happens in the dining room, he might be in trouble, but. Yeah, I don't think he would unless he can wear a short jacket and he's at some dinner table. So even though I disagree with your assessment of Ray Fair Bollinger, enough. I Fair think enough. this is where it, I first realized that he's kind of playing the devil. <laughs> like, uh-huh. so, he he's always laughing. Like, he's over. <laughs> there's trouble happening everywhere. He's got that little sneer. He's and always smiling time, the whole episode. Right. And it's always like this mischievous, oh my. Like it's just like so I think maybe he's the devil. I I don't think he's the devil. I think what he's trying to do is upstage everybody that shares the screen with him. I'm Ray Bolger. I'm the scarecrow, damn it. He just rubbed me the wrong way. So we talked about this a couple times, and I think Mm -hmm. we kind of landed on like Milton Burrell or maybe Stars of the Day. Uh, Okay. But in terms of in 1977, and probably to this day, although you would be a better one to answer this, do kids still watch The Wizard of Oz? No. Everybody has seen Ray Bolger, right? Everybody from like 1940 to 2010. I don't know if people still watch Wizard of Oz. Well, I think the key is Ray Bolger act. Like that's I, a big deal. I think too. I think the only thing with him is the character he played was bigger than the actor he was in the sense that like people know the scarecrow, but I think the thing that irritated me was I felt like what he was trying to do was 
give us a little scarecrow in every scene, like a little mm-hmm. bit just to, to kind of like tap into that. And I think for me, what I like about the love boat is that people playing sort of off character, off brand. And I felt like he was just the fucking, whoa, <laughs> he was just the scarecrow <laughs> married to a lady that got married in the Titanic and they somehow survived it. It just, so it's not, here's a little fire scarecrow. It's here's a little scarecrow. Here's a little scarecrow. Everybody. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Handle it. So um, it was almost distracting to me. And maybe I might be a lunatic. I just. Because I really, I actually kind of enjoyed when like a little scarecrow would pop up and it, it no, increased as the episode went on. Really? He knows what he's doing. I mean, even JJ didn't say dynamite. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you can't, you can't go full scarecrow. I think he, somebody he, once said. Kind of, you are right. It would have been funny in the last scene of just a little tuff of just a little hay. straw, <laughs> like in his trail, walking by, <laughs> falling out of his pant leg, uh, or like Toto runs across at the very end, and he just looks at the camera, and then it just right. Or if he had done that, like you know, one of those or something like oh, that. Oh, you know? or that one yeah. of those Pratt falls. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, where are we? Are we on? Are we on glasses or no glasses? They haven't even killed. uh, They haven't even killed poor. uh, Poor Gopher yet, have they? No, they haven't. No. Um, Okay, so they're checking in and they ask for help getting a brochure. And go for like the devil. Wouldn't you think they're the devil? Wouldn't you think that if I'm Gopher, you're kind of always on the lookout for luggage on the ground because people are checking in. Like he was so oblivious to luggage that he just it was the worst it was the most non-believable fall I've ever seen. Yeah. And I mean, the whole episode, except for one thing, is either klutziness or mm-hmm. workplace malpractice. Um, the, like, yeah. And I'm sorry. Like, it's not like he built up a head of steam. The bag's behind him. He turns around. He you fell on fall. bags. You don't have a fall, dude? Like. What are you? What are yeah, you, was, you don't drink milk? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go first. What are you doing? Me. Yeah. What are you, Mr. Glass? What's going on there? I, yeah. I, so I, I, it, I it was a weak premise that they just built upon. Um, but yeah, they could have, they could have done a little bit more. Like, why didn't he get the Vince fall? I don't think, I don't think Gopher's taking that fall. I think Vince is a trained professional, Mike. I think that's what, I think <laughs> we all know that. Lines, yeah. So. <laughs> He and they showed him fall all the way down all those stairs yeah. too. Yep. Like I was like, they paid okay. him for seventeen steps. He they fell got their money's steps. worth on that stunt, man. Uh, so he falls over the luggage. Blah blah blah. All right, we're back to dock now. We're back, and I believe we're still okay. Now we're on non glasses. Okay, this is Ellen. Yes. Uh, he's looking at her and tells her he'd like to escort her to her cabin, and she perks up and says she's been delight. She'd be delighted. She just met this guy. She. Now, and again, I've never been on a cruise, but it, it that's just do people, single well, they, people go they, on cruises looking to just like the well, first they staff member they see in a later scene. But basically yeah. the twins are one of them's looking for a tan and one of them's looking, looking, looking for, a man. for a man. That's right. But, but she literally meant like a man, like any man, like the first man. This is the right. first guy she saw on the boat. So she just, it's not even, she just, she just wants I mean, I, I yeah. want to make sure that I'm not being crude in saying what I want to say. Like, she's just looking yeah, like fornication, basically. I, I think I can say that word. But it's not 
Yes, well, then but it, it then escalates she sticks with yeah. Doc the whole time. It's not like she goes around with other guys. So she literally head over heels, love first sight. Well, 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> it's, it's a lot easier. Well, well yeah. That stupid watch. Uh, uh, Captain, he ambles over, hat on, by the way, hat on indoors, ambles over to wish them all a good morning, just as Julie spots a handsome male passenger and she's out. He turns to mush just like she did with that 60s, over 60s tour group. I mean, runs out like the most dramatic, like the person she murdered came back to life on the boat. What what are you supposed to get? What would you think? I mean, she's like full sprint. Go for go for cover for me. And Gopher's great because he's just like, sure. But yeah. Well, wouldn't somebody kind of follow her room and go, hey, what the hell's wrong with you? What was that about? Because you know what? You're at work. That's. That's the thing. So this is now seven episodes and we are big Julie fans. It is documented mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah. That's two episodes now that she has completely neglected her duties at the beginning of the trip, which feels like one of her biggest duties. It might so be the biggest. You gotta keep people on the boat. You're at work. I, I think her biggest, you know, she's got self-esteem issues. Like you need to come on, Julie McCoy. Well, this guy. He's this a creepy man. Crumb did a number on her mentally, I think. His buddy, buddy Stanfield, who can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. Buddy, and he can go to hell. Not you yeah. and our friend, buddy, but other buddy, new buddy. Yeah. He stinks, sir. Yeah. He, it was just odd. Um, poor Julie. That's all I have to say is poor Julie. Um, and if you want to really be sad, look at a cast picture for season 10. That's all I'm going to say. I was looking at memorabilia and I was just like, We'll save that. What is that? Nope. We got a few hundred episodes. Yeah, we got about 180 episodes until we get there. So. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So they're in the room. Ellen and Helen are in the room now and they're, they're explaining, you know, the whole, you know, half the room is one, half the room is the other. They say that line that you said, I'm looking for a man, you're looking for a tan. And instantly what popped in my head was, Patty Duke was was a guest on the last show. Last week. Like, yep. Yeah. And this was like the storyline that Patty Duke could never do. Right. Like she couldn't have like her slut identical cousin and her go yeah. on a ship. Yeah. It's just funny how it missed by one. Right. It's almost like they come up with these like and it's like, Patty Duke, do you want to do this? Too? No, I'm not sure. Like, God, no, do I don't want to do that. Who wants to be a jinx and stupid scarecrow? And like, <laughs> I do. I only had a stupid. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, this is about the passenger list now. And I, I am very excited to hear what you've learned about this passenger okay. list. Because this so, is the point she's looking at the passenger list for Buddy Stanfield. And I don't know, to start, she comes off the elevator. And I don't know that it's a new set. I think it's just a different angle of the stairwell. Yeah, room. same elevator, just yeah. like half twisted. Yeah. But it basically is just her and Gopher in this in this area. So you assume everybody just checked in, time to relax. Maybe. Julie shows up doesn't like apologize or mention oh sorry that i freaked out <laughs> i like, thought that was weird too it was just yeah. like like life yes. she must freak out like that all the time if it's not a big deal asks ask gopher if he's okay he, he starts to talk julie doesn't care she's not she's not she listening two craps about gopher's problems grabs grabs the clipboard and finally after all these episodes we can finally see what they've been looking at, at these clipboards because as we okay. said many times Checking in passengers in 1977 without a computer or the Nonsensical. internet seems yeah. impossible. So here is what is on the list. Oh, thank you. This is going to be great. 
So it starts uh, with sequential number of passengers. So the screenshot passenger that we saw one was like to 445, 546. Okay. Oh, so 446 is passenger number 446. Like number. It's wow. alphabetical. So I don't know if that's oh, just for a reference for them, but that's the first column. Okay. Second column is last name, alphabetical. Okay. Third column is your kind of prefix, Mr., Mrs., Miss. Sure. Um, they didn't so have they any medical those, professionals on the on this boat or that's reverend. That's how Juan Epstein was finding all the ladies in the last episode. That's true. All the misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, and this is really where it gets a little dicey. First initial. So they don't even take first name. They just take first initial. So you could literally say, I'm Mr. Smith. Well, you could show someone a license and just because your name starts with that same letter doesn't mean that's you. Yeah. It, it's just like, why not have that second layer of authenticity? Well, what if I was, what if I was Marcus Robinson, Robertson and you went to check into a ship as M? I mean, it, it's the same thing. A or B. No idea. A no idea B. what A or B is. The only thing I can think is. Smoking or non-smoking? Or like one bed, two bed. Or double room, single room. Because, you know, they had to switch or the size of the room. That's maybe? possible. Then they have room number. Okay. Um, and there's all sorts of different combinations. There's like an A117 and a D128. Somebody just made that up. Yeah. Um, and then the port is the last thing. And that's cut off at the end. Most of them are Los, uh, so that's obviously Los Angeles. And then there was one that started with M-A-Z, so that might have been our, our uh, friends at Maz's plan from a couple of year, weeks ago. Oh, that's from Maz's plan. But that's right. your list. So every time they look down, that's what they got. That's all they're and looking at? <laughs> doesn't necessarily solve any of our problems in terms of how stupid it is, but they don't, they don't ask for much because they don't have much on the list. Well, it, now it's – I just thought about the last episode when uh, – Danny and his friends boarded the ship and Julie's like, oh, hey, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Number one, how do you know their first names if you only have a one, you know, a single initial for the first? There's They take a lot of liberties with this list. Like the amount of knowledge that they gain from this list is 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 not very consistent. And this has to be the main list. I can't imagine there's another list. It's not like it's on a computer. Right. I'm surprised it's even printed out. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not handwritten. Where, so. so somebody typed it out? Yeah. Oof. And how did you alphabetize back then? Did you have to like alphabetize it and then type it out? Every time. Oh, oh we sold God. another ticket. I got to start over. Sorry, I can oh. only sell to the Zs. So. It's funny. That's what, That was Vince's old job. And now he's going back to it because he fell down the stairs. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh. Wow, I'm so good. The other thing with that scene is, did you see when he opened her wallet? When she opened her wallet and she pulled that picture, and it looked like a picture from like a newspaper, like she's some yeah, stalker, like a clipping, and she even like balled it up and even balled up like a newspaper clipping. And then I'm like, Julie might be freaking nuts, man. So like, here's my question about that whole part. Mm-hmm. So first of all, that trash can completely empty. So great job, Love Boat. Cig- I think it was a cigarette butt Disney. thing because it was like the sand thing, like old school. Uh, yeah. So you. I've been holding holding a flame for this guy for, for mm. however long since you've been broken up. You have a picture of him in your wallet. Black and white, too. Black and the, you have a picture that you <laughs> took from his yearbook? From the 30s, yeah. <laughs> you've had it in there the whole time, which is weird, which it's, it just is. I'm sorry. 
wonder it's if it weird. moves around like, in her wallet. The only person whose picture we've seen in a wallet was uh, Dennis. Dennis. Kingsley. Oh, his wife. How they used his to be. We were so close. <laughs> yeah. So, me. So, you clearly have fond memories of this guy. Sure. He shows up. We probably shouldn't have fond memories to you. Yeah. And that causes you to take the picture that you've had in your wallet this whole time to throw it away. So, like, unless she he told her, "I have to break up with you. I'm afraid of water." <laughs> like, I don't know what would have caused that reaction, except for unfortunately that, like you said, Joey's a little nuts when it comes to this guy. She's super nuts. Yeah, the the logic of that, I was just like, I I don't know. Well, and then and also like. That guy knew what he was doing getting on this ship. Like, stop it. You know Julie's there. You know where she is. That guy's you know never that's where done she works. anything accidentally. Oh, I don't think that guy's ever done anything. Like, he won't explain anything. Everything's vague. Like, they were like, oh, what did you do with that pencil? And he's like, I took a blade. And I, I pushed the blade. Like, did you sharpen a pencil? Well, not exactly. Oh, I this guy, that. what he did to poor sweet Julie. Oh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm 100% team Julie. And, uh. If I had, if this, if I was in a Titanic situation and I had space for one more person, is it this buddy guy or is it Ray Bolger? I got to tell you, I'm saving Ray Bolger and I, and I don't feel good about that. That's big. That's a big, that's, that's a big, big decision. That's big. Cause you know, when all that straw gets wet, it probably gets heavy. So <laughs> I don't want that to happen to him. I like him better than this piece of garbage. <laughs> nobody, nobody pushes Julie in a corner. Just awful. Uh, we, we, uh, we now see Gopher's arm injury. So he's wearing this, the worst sling in the world. Yeah. What is that? Like, it looks like, like just a long, like fashionable scarf. Like, like a sling, like, like a, they would put on like an elephant. It's just, there's no, it, it was huge. It was, there's not a, that's not a medical device. This, you can see like the, the, this, the this boat on has it. wheelchairs out the yin yang, but they don't have a couple slings in a drawer. Like, I'll tell you what, they need like a, a medical equipment salesman on this boat just for everything you could possibly need. Well, you know what that probably means is Doc's using those slings for something else. Our Doc probably wasn't in his office because he's trying to Glasses. trying to get busy with with yeah. Ellen and or Helen. Glasses, non glasses. But how do you how do you give somebody a wheelchair for a knee strain? I think Gopher's injuries. And then wrap, wrap him up in a thin curtain. For, right. For so stupid. <laughs> So stupid. Uh, I think I, I was laughing so hard. Oh, so he tells uh, Isaac he blames the McDonald's. Married aboard the Titanic, Titanic, uh, because he has the belief that people survive shipwrecks are automatically jinxed. Isaac's not hearing that man. Isaac, no. Which again, I didn't we see it later? He act, he he. Oh yeah, he he. Uh, <laughs> stupid scarecrow orders two glasses of OJ. And says, put a little vodka in mine to kill the taste. I'm like, all right, all right, scene stealer. But then I was like, when Isaac brings the drinks back, like, what person? Again, an incident with a slippery pool deck. Remember the last episode of the woman reading? Yeah, a couple episodes. Is, like, get off the pool is, deck, Isaac. Listen, I have I have been in enough crowded dive bars to know that a waitress is going to ask you to move or swear at you to move. They're certainly not going to try and jump over tables to get you to move. So Isaac, instead of just asking these like two people that were so in front stupid. of the it's boulders, like a, excuse me. That's all it would take. Excuse I, me. Isaac coming through. He, he 
tries to go around and then I don't know what happened. He didn't take a step and fall. It wasn't just, a natural looking step no. up on that pool thing. But then he falls in and he falls in back, basically straight back and he took a nice bump. He dropped nice the drinks, gets up. The drinks stay pretty much intact. I kind of like that. Here. I kind of like that they were still a little orangey yeah. too. But then he hurts his neck, and I just don't understand. I don't know where the neck got into it. Because that, unless that pool was like nineteen inches deep, like you shouldn't hurt your neck just belly flopping basically on yeah, your back. Yeah, he went. He went like the neck wasn't even the initial like. Yeah, I didn't know. I guess they had. Well, they couldn't be like, well, you broke your back like that tennis player. Like here we go again. Like I guess <laughs> they, they already they already went to the well with that one. So they're like, well, what else they're do we just, have? We're at what, like three or four episodes in a row now with somebody going in the drink. Like, yeah, it's a thing hard. Well, I will say if if I had a little buzzer every time physical comedy happened on this episode, that that buzzer would be broken. This is all Three's Company-esque physical comedy. Just we we may not have explained that one part of the twins uh, storyline that we're referencing is they their setup is so they can both get equal time on the boat. They have watches and a buzzer goes off, and then the other one has to go back to the cabin, which in theory is fine, but they clearly have made no actual schedule provisions, um, and it's just going off at every oppor- opportune time. Um, so, well, like the we, other thing, how about every other day? There you go. You know, well, The thing with the watch was, number one, I don't even think it had, that watch did not possess that technology to do that. It was, I don't think it, 1977 possessed that technology. It wasn't a digital, it was a little tiny, it didn't even have all the numbers. It had like 12, 3, 6, 9, one of those fancy watches. And, and, and like every time it went off, like everybody on the boat heard it. Like it was so distracting. It, Yeah, like how about tonight's my night? Right. Tomorrow's your day. Tomorrow, like or you, get, you get the day, I get the night, and then we switch. Or and something. Are we, were they just cheap? Yes. Like, what was the point of all that? Well, they were cheap because they only wanted to pay for one ticket, which again, now that's a checkbox in the column of these ch- cruises are expensive. They, but they managed to bring two outfits. Well, that's time. the thing is I wonder, did they just bring one? No, because no, that one dress in the end, they saw them too. It would be smarter if they just brought, why would they bring two? Because they have to get back oh, so hijinks. fast. The doc is confused. Doc's, doc's confused anyway. Like he didn't, he didn't even care. He was going along with whatever happened. Yeah. Doc, doc 100% figured it out like a day in. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. He knew. Here's the other thing though, is if he was getting shot down, how many other passengers are on this boat? 596 because at some point Stubing says there's 600 passengers. So, so like, wh- what are you doing, bro? Um, uh, we are on the scene. Julie comes by Doc's office, you know, to talk about the situation that made her storm off, but she closes her mouth abruptly when she sees that Captain Stubing is in the room. And then it was kind of weird. I felt like it was personal, like, oh, you know, come in here, Julie, come in here. And like Doc like picked her up. And I'm just like, Yeah. Why do I feel like, gross watching this right now? It it didn't feel great. So it didn't age well. Part the part that I got a little more okay with is I would think that you would go to Doc if you were Julie in that situation, right? Doc's been around You've been married they four have times. Kind he of knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't think it's weird that she went to Doc. But then when Steubing's there and you don't know if she's not wanting to talk to him because he's the captain 
or because he's stooping and he's just like not going to have any good advice at all. Body. See, so. to me, it, it wasn't weird that she went to Doc. I think the thing that weirded me out was when she actually got in the office. Like when she when she acted like, you know, she was like, oh, I'll come back, whatever. When she came to like, oh, come in, come in, come in. Right. So she's like walks in. Doc picks her up. Yeah. And puts her on the table and stuff. And I was just like. It was just the vibe of the whole episode. It is just. Weird, it is. Man. Everybody is just. It's it's it like a, creepy. It was a little creepy. It's a home run orgy. Everybody is just in, except for Gopher. Everybody is just. Yeah. Well, Isaac, too. Well, but at one point, Julie eats cake off Isaac's face. Oh, yeah. I forgot so. about that. Yeah. And he had that terrible line uh, that I feel like was dubbed in because the sound wasn't good because he had cake all over his mouth. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so Captain insists she spills the beans. What's bothering her? And she just kind of tells the story how she met Buddy in Paris. She worked for the airline three weeks you know, relationship, whatever you want to call that. Followed him to LA two nights a week. Turns out to be married. Number one, how does she not know this? You're going to move all the way to LA and you're going to be clueless. And how's this guy able to get this much time away? Julie's just either completely psychotic, love Julie, but completely psychotic or just completely unaware. Maybe a little of both. I think fairly, they're trying to portray her as a dumb kid. Which is okay. Um, you're right. Like, but how old is there like an age limit to be a stewardess? I mean, I would think it would be twenty one. Okay. Just like an alcohol. I, I don't yeah. know. But I don't know. Yeah. I would so, assume. We need we need somebody who's been on a plane. So, so um so yeah. I think if you chalk it up to indiscretion of youth, you can you can cover a lot of the stuff there. I don't I don't uh, love it. Like but this relationship happened a long time kids, ago. So. Well, I mean, everyone knows her so well. There's this sort of air of familiarity. So it's like she must have been on this ship for a while, or she's an overshare that gets comfortable way too quick. There's no way of knowing. And that would feed into the whole like the pictures in the wallet. I moved to LA. He, uh, I didn't know he was married. Like, here's my theory right now that I just came up with. I've, I've thought it out. She had to have known. She had to have known. Well, yeah. I mean, I think most of those TV situations, it's the whole, she didn't know, then she knows, then she, you know, what do you do? The leave, and he's like, yeah. I'm going to get divorced eventually. And then it's two nights a week. And then eventually you get out of there. But like, she was waiting for that carrot, that buddy Stanfield carrot. Well, that's why she didn't leave LA. Why would she stick around in LA? Because that's where the boat is. Oh, do you think that she got the job specifically I mean, to be around, to be available? I mean, that's kind of what I inferred. I mean, she didn't really say, well, it, she did say something that she followed him to Los Angeles. So wherever Julie's from, which we don't know, but here's yeah, the thing yeah. now. Yeah. Last week we find out that Julie's father is in show business. Right. So I guess he uh, could have been in New York. Or maybe she came back to L.A.? And her dad's yeah. there. I mean, who? There's a lot of weird. Then, if this show was better, yeah. And I thought they were thinking ahead. Every every episode, we get a couple pieces. We'd have like a a board with right. each name and lines. We and, have the passenger list, and we have yeah. like another piece of Julie's we're piecing it together. Little things. I like it. Uh, turned out to be married. 
Uh, he appears to be traveling alone and wants an adv- wants an advice, and then she kind of just, in a act of comedy, she gives herself her own advice and then thanks the captain for being yeah. such a good listener or something like for his helpful his helpfulness. We, we rushed by Stuping hmm. saying, "I'm not just a captain. Oh, God. I'm a human being." <laughs> This is why uh, nobody's asking you for advice, Stuving. You know, it's like, hey, Captain Stuving, just a quick question. Yeah, yeah, what's what's that? Are you a captain or are you a human being? Well, I you mean, know, I'm, people both. Like, I'm both, Mike. Whoa. People like you, bad-mouthing Captain Stuving's captaining, maybe he isn't a captain. Maybe I'll he's just what, a human being. Show me some captaining. From now on, he's human being Meryl Stuving because I don't see him captaining anything. So... At the end, when Julie's leaving, yeah, Isaac's coming in with his injured neck, and I Gopher comes scene. in, yeah, and we get the first commercial break, which is a new thing, and I'll be curious to see if it sticks or if it's just for this special episode. They do a freeze frame going into commercial yes, of a wacky did. shot, and it's just like Isaac holding his neck and Gopher doing one of these. It was and great in the back, and then it's, it's like a Thursday thing. Thin, you know, I loved it. I love that whole, I really wish that we were able to like the way that we view these. I wish we had the original commercials just uh, as a, oh, as a yeah. also God, I would love it. Yeah. But, but this is like the most, this is, yeah, this is what I almost think the love boat is, is stuff like that. So, yeah, it hit me with a, with a shot of nostalgia. Yeah. That kind of ending the physical comedy, the weren't warm, that sort of thing. Um, Aside from this is just a, an orgy of an episode. This is a has some 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 old school uh, love boat feeling to yeah. a point. To a point. In, in between just groping. In, in between groping and making out and yep. um uh <laughs> uh few, so Isaac comes to the office talking about you know, I think Gopher says it's jinxed. He says his neck hurts. Got the neck brace on. Few seconds later, Horace and Henrietta enter the exam room. They want to see if Isaac's okay. Doc says they're fine. Once they're out, Doc's like, "Ha ha ha, you silly fools!" There's no gin, and boom. Although I didn't really understand his injury. Like, he, it's objectively funny. It made me actually laugh out loud <laughs> when he does that door. I did not see it oh, coming. He, his glasses I, are all sideways, and but when, like, no, when the door opened, I did not see it coming. I thought maybe he was going to slip and fall or something like that. And Bolger just plows him with the door. Hey, he's one so shot Bolger right basically, there. Basically, it's just that thing where the door hit him flush because he didn't have his hands up. So and that's when he had that little bandage. But Well, he was selling it when that door closed after oh, the door yeah, hit he went him. Down when he the sliding down the yeah. wall. I mean, I, I started Tremendous. clapping. I was just Tremendous like, scene. stop it, Bernie Cobb. Tremendous scene. Maybe my favorite scene of the whole episode. If I had to ask him, if I ever get to meet him, I would ask him, like, can you do me a solid? You remember episode one, you know, episode <laughs> seven, season. can you act like you're getting hit with a door? Just come on, do a slide for me, sir. I mean, Bolger comes in hot with that door. Oh, he's not messing. He's overacting with everything. He's scarecrow. He scarecrowed him. Yeah. Bam, take that. I'm the effing <laughs> scarecrow. Uh, um, okay, here's the elevator scene. Here we go. Every time I see the elevator, I think of two things. I think of uh, Sausage King. Uh, and that's it. I just think Sausage King. So 
Julie runs in, and there he is, Buddy Stanfield. And again, nobody else is on the elevator. It's just this creepy dude who he's been taking the elevator for three hours. (laughs) We're just waiting. Just what what person when you get an elevator doesn't even look up. Like in your peripheral vision, you're going to see the person. Like, how does she think up to something? Just always something, some shenanigans. Uh, Captain gets on the elevator as well. Makes some small talk. She changes her voice to sound gravelly. Uh, said, you know, go see Doc and Captain. He was she was going to get off when she he got off, and he's like, oh, Cap, you know, the doctor's is one floor up. Door closes. Um, and he says, uh, I know that perfume anywhere. Then shoots her a sultry grit gla- gaze. Wow, hi, baby. I'm like, oh. It's just the worst. His confidence level is just disgusting. Like he's awful. He just baby. doesn't. Like, no, she should have kicked him in the nuts. He just has that look. Like he's he's not trying to impress anybody. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. No. I'm just that guy's just a jerk. It's just a cocky. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, Helen Edwards. I'm sorry, Ellen. Edwards, let's so say not, no, glasses. not glasses, finds herself uh, at a dinner, assigned to a dinner table. And this couple that's all over each other. I want to go back because I swear that guy looked like Judge Reinhold <laughs> that was making out with the girl. But I'm like, been pretty, gonna list him he would have been pretty young. So. Yeah, I think I have my timing off on that. But like it was fast just, times. It's like five, six years after this. So. Is it, yeah. What a weird. Just the vibe, like. What director yeah. going? Yeah, we need a couple make it. Like for what? What did that have to do with the scene? But it's like nothing about that ballroom dining room that we've seen has given the, you know, oh my god, I'm so hot. Like for for each other, know. like go, go upstairs. This is like this is like getting drunk at a hotel bar, but even even easier. Like you're on a boat, just go. You have like, multiple well, rooms. Like why are you at dinner? Right. You clearly yeah, don't yeah. want to be at dinner. Just yeah. I, w- I wouldn't want to sit there and eat. I've never been in that situation before. But There is a plot that we didn't see going on, that this is literally some sort of sex cult. Something like is, booked, booked most of the, these, of the crew. Yeah. yeah, these guests signed up for like something called Freak Nick. Like yeah. everything is just yeah. crazy on this. Yeah. Everything. The only, the only people not getting into it are the, are the McDonald's. McDonald's. Maybe. Well, maybe they've been. Yeah. They, well, maybe they're probably the ringleaders. They're like, "Look, we survived the Titanic. You know, let's let's get crazy." Yep. I'm the scarecrow. <laughs> uh, okay, here enter Doc, who's wearing the bandage on his head. Uh, wanders over, invites herself to join her again. A lot of short jacket in this episode from everybody. Yeah. yeah. And did you see the glass of cigarettes? Is that what that was? It was a, like a drinking glass full of cigarettes. Awesome. And a lighter. And he's a doctor. But you, you're, you but doctors smoked, I'm sure, in the 70s. It wasn't everybody it wasn't smoked in the yeah. 70s. Um she gets what's weird, she that whole wordplay, like, how do you like your roast beef? Yeah. He goes, two roast beefs. Like it was some fancy like 1950s dinner. I thought that was so weird. Yep. Like it's, it's well, not even on that. I mean, do they do they have a varied menu on this boat? I mean, it's like a wedding. It's probably yeah. like beef or chicken. Yeah, 
I think they were just trying to get that guy his one his one line Ooh. so he could get his SAG card. <laughs> like, and so. not to be convinced with Vin, not to be confused with not Vince. Vince. This is not <laughs> Vince. Vince is a stunt man. Uh, her watch goes. Her aforementioned watch alarm goes off. Goes means, off like it's um like, like War of the Worlds or yeah, something. Like, <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Like air raid sign go, signal going off. It's very black, and everyone's the people stop yeah. making out. Like everyone's like, what yeah. the what was that? Subtle guys. She Subtle. says she has to take an allergy pill. Which why would you come up with a medical excuse if it's a doctor? Wouldn't you say, oh, I have to make an important phone call? That's or, the thing. They they did not plan ahead. This there's no they got, listen. They got away with it. So it all worked out, but they made it a lot harder on themselves than they needed to. Uh, She rushes back to the cabin, tells glasses to keep away from doc by declaring he's mine. We all know what happens next. I mean, it writes itself. Yeah. Glasses comes in, sits down, turns her nose up at the rare roast beef ordering. Do you have any, do you have a well done end cut? Let me just say that's sacrilegious. Wait, you're going to order a well done end cut. Are you kidding? Who gets well I mean, done roast beef? Boat. It's not Butcher and Singer, like you know. But even in the seventies, I would think. Did, I wonder if the seventies more people. This is going to be a stupid thing. Like, did people eat a lot of rare steaks prepped that way back it's then? Worse I for you, right? I just assume anything that was worse for your health, people did it in the seventies. I think so, but for some reason, my gut tells me like more people got their steaks well done. I wonder if that was like a. I think next time we go to a steak dinner, we should just get well done end cuts and see what they say or we'll just say like look give it to us how they would eat it in the 70s so i would like a well cut and or a well done end cut yeah and let's fill this glass with some cigarettes (laughs) yeah some cigarettes and then two glasses of orange juice with a little (laughs) vodka to kill the taste be careful be careful be careful oh don't step on the pool thing you know we'd set up an inflatable pool we wear short jackets uh, we should get all of our suit jackets and just start cutting them off. Just, just let let's do it. Let's. Commit. You know what? My wedding suit's too big anyway. I might as well like let's just co- commit absolutely. to the short jacket movement. SJM. <laughs> uh, uh, glasses enters. We talked about that. The rare roast beef. She wanted the well done end cut, and Doc is just thoroughly confused. Thoroughly fair, confused. fair. Like, huh? Yeah. As I would be. He doesn't know what's going on. And I mean, Again, which this is, is the thing. Just, hmm. So my mom is an identical twin. Okay. And my mother-in-law is an identical twin. Oh, wow. So they look very similar. I don't know that they would have looked exactly the same. Right. But on TV twins, they always look exactly the same. And it's like everything. There's not one distinguishing thing. The glasses is the only thing. Like same so hair, stupid. same yeah. height, same everything. So it's mm-hmm. just like Doc... To be fair, Doc doesn't know that this is a television show. You know, he's he's confused. No one told him. Right. He's completely unaware that... Aren't you the girl from Soap and Throb? Poor guy. Doc, Doc doesn't care. No. Doc is pulling, willing to put work in. Yeah. From the second they walked on the ship, he was like, yep, that is my, that is my quest. What a guy. What a guy. Uh, we are now looking at, uh, Julie hanging with buddy in the lounge. This was the scene where I was just like, this guy's just a jerk. Yeah. He, he, no smile. He, he didn't even act like he was happy to see Julie or talk to Julie. His expression didn't change. Just like surly and shitty the entire time, which was just plotting. He's already plotting. 
all he all he cared like he didn't it, there's there's no personality there the guy's just just a just it a jerk it is that thing and i think i probably have it later but it all it all applies is they didn't give you anything with this guy nothing they there's no no like, not an iota not like one like nice thing or good Common story ground. or something yeah. like that Mm-mm. he was a creep he acted like a creep to julie's friends he didn't necessarily not act like a creep to julie and then he was a creep at the end like they didn't give him anything to make you it's the most pure villainous person except for jacqueline smith's husband that we've had on this show Ooh, those guys have been hanging out oh they're yes both local they you know they they're both the in LA. Firm. yeah those guys are buddies and I bet you he's hired that blonde dude before too. What's his name? Oh, you know God, the right. There's some tie-ins. I bet you that. I bet you, buddy Stanfield's new wife, Dennis Kingston's sister, or Dennis Kingston's wife, who didn't really die. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's know, what he had to do in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, we were really close. I love the thought. I'm now. I'm now focusing on this. That this is a 260 episode diabolically running. plotted yeah. television program and everything connects and they've Listen, thought about all these little things. So. If there's an Easter egg, we're going to find it. Like yep. there's no yep. way we're going to, we're going to miss these nope. little things. Um, uh, she asks, I'm sorry, Bunny asked how her cat was doing. Which I'm just like, what the, f-? her and Julie says, how's your wife doing? That was funny. That was funny. That was funny. I mean, it was clearly a setup, but yeah. But who needs uh, a cat herb? You know, you know what I mean. That's why. Maybe, maybe Herb Tarlick, Herbert, Herb, well, Herb Albert, and the uh, Tijuana Brass. That's probably what. That's her Herb favorite. Washington, the pinch runner for the Oakland A's in the seventies. Herbie Hancock. There you go, Herbie the Love Bug. Herbie the Love Bug. I like the peaches and herb one. Kind of peaches and herb made me laugh a little bit. That's <laughs> I like that one. If I had to pick out of all of them, I'd go Peaches and Herb. Who who doesn't name their cat Herb in the 70s? I mean, has to, and, or Lester, like one of those. <laughs> oh, do you think Willie Tyler and Lester are going to be on the love boat? Oh, they have to be. They have also, to be, right? I did see a picture of a one Terry Balea in an episode. Not anytime soon, but I saw it. Can I just, whenever whenever we have the Willie Tyler and Lester episode, I just want to insert yeah, to this in there. It's just like, don't throw me overboard off. You can't, you can't, my wood will, my wood will rest. Or something. Don't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Uh, and I wrote here, you know, Julie visibly perks up when he says, you know, I'm not married anymore. And I wrote, Julie might be crazy. I and mean, I brought that's up the, the, that's the shift. In theory, she was, well, she wasn't being that. She wasn't being that. She's know, like a. She, he he that, woke her. Yeah. He he woke her up. She's like a Manchurian candidate. Whenever he, somebody says, "I'm not married anymore," she instantly perks up and looks for an attachment. Poor Julie. And it's like, uh, why do you want to be married, Julie? Your your boat job takes you away ten days at a stretch. You get to meet you're all these cool people. Kind. You're unlikely to ever take no. a wife. You're look, Julie. You're married to the to the sea. Right. You know, and later on, you're going to be married to something else that starts with the letter C, but we're going to get there. What, Julie? No. So, Doc, Doc um, is the first oh. of many yeah. to come in and try and C block this guy mm-hmm. and um, does a good job. I think Doc is 
the guy you want in here. He plays yeah. the game well. This no is shame. a matchup of two creeps. And Buddy Stanfield, much creepier than Doc. So good for you, Doc. But he tries to find out about the family and everything. And Julie kind of shoves him away. Um, not completely, not, though. Not not as much as they shove Gopher away later when he tries. Oh, God. So, they shut him down. Yeah. Well, I think, too, like, game recognizes game. Isn't that the yeah. same? Like, yeah. they speak there the was, same language. There was language. some of that. It was like uh, in the Royal Rumble when two guys, like, throw a bunch of guys out and they kind of back into each other. That was kind of like one of those. It's two good yeah. guys. Like, what's going to yeah. happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, what buddy suggests they get together for dinner tomorrow night, which again, I do want to bring up another point that we've brought up many times. She's at work. Yeah. Or, or is she? And I say that because I don't even understand sort of the parameters or the working hours of her job. Is she just on duty the duration of the trip? You know well, what I mean? Hard, right. Because you can't be on duty 24 hours. That's insane. No, but where's the other Julie? Should but later on, Dubing kind of give, gets on her case for paying yeah. attention to all the passengers. So you spread yourself out a little more, you know. Right. Little. So my guess is it's like maybe you have responsibilities at like 9 a.m. and then at 1 p.m. and then at 5 p.m. Oh, I see. So it's not a straight. Right. I think it'd be like classes and like she'd be like the. Like the guy that runs karaoke, you know, or the, she's like, you know, we, we both have know someone that runs like a quizzo. Like, is she mm-hmm. like that MC kind of thing or I, I, or she the organizer of that sort of thing? I More think than, she's uh, the organizer. Yeah. She's not the facilitator, right? So maybe, but then we also find her like, you know, she got somebody a pillow today or, or a magazine or something. Yeah. Like she, she is like an errand girl slash also booking all the entertainment also basically tsa what is that called what is that called in a in a in a hotel concierge is she like a c concierge concierge kind of thing but but i guess more than that though too she's front desk so well i don't know if she's because and i I don't want to go feels like front desk like after yeah after the initial check in, I feel like Gopher's the main front desk guy. Well, he was the one with the whole postcards thing. I mean, people were calling yeah. him. Can you please send up? Which- yeah, I think if you, my guess is you got the captain. I think Doc is underneath. Mm-hmm. And I think Julie's over here. And they both report up to Steubing. And yeah. I think Isaac and Gopher report up to Julie. That's my thought. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's my org chart for today. So let me ask you then, Julie. Vince reports in the gopher. <laughs> but I feel like Julie and Doc are not on level playing ground. I feel like Doc's like a side. He's not really in the chain of command. Right. He's I just like a. They know. report to different. They yeah. all report to Stubing directly, but they're not on the same path. Well, does Vince report to Gopher or would yeah. Vince report to Julie? I think Vince is a Gopher direct report. Okay. Because why would Gopher do that? To well, he didn't want to get subordinate. Yeah, yeah. So that brings us to that next scene. Gopher tells Doc and Isaac McDonald's want a bunch of postcards delivered to their cabin. They all agree they want nothing to do with it. Gopher hands the cards to crewman named Vince. Um, gives him the cabin number, and as he stumbles his way up the staircase and drops the postcards, which scatter everywhere, and he falls. 
and the camera stays with him. They, they yeah. get his whole fall right down yeah. to the bottom. Yeah. No cuts, just brilliance by stuntman Vince. And the fact that they gave him no line means you know he's a stuntman. Like they didn't even, he's, they weren't paying him grunts. Yeah, no. no. You're not getting a SAG card, Vince. Nope. <laughs> you're Lee Majors, like double or something it's, like that. Yeah, so. you're not. You're the unknown stuntman. Which so. I didn't look him up because I don't I even know if he know. has anything, but I guarantee you it's all fall guy stuff you know oh absolutely yeah yeah uh thug number three like what was those the, things. was that uh was that hooper what was the uh burt reynolds one that he was a stunt man you're talking about that's a great movie yeah is it hopper hooper something like that that's what i thought it was hooper yeah so. i think it is yeah i think it is anytime you ask about a burt reynolds movie you know what the first movie that pops in my head is it's not smoking the bandit cannibal run no, no, I love that movie so much. White Lightning. You ever see White Lightning? Is that the one in Florida where? Yes. Yeah. He's a moonshiner, and he's yeah. having to do all this stuff. Fantastic movie. I love that movie. Um, Not. He's never showing up on his boat. No, 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 no. No. Well, I, uh, I bet you the snowman does, though. I bet you Lonnie Anderson does. I got a spoiler for you. We're seeing Lonnie Anderson next week. Oh, fantastic. So, is this pre-WKRP, Lonnie? Or when did KRP come on? I don't know. It's got to be close. I feel like KRP was like 78, maybe. Makes sense. So, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so we're back to Doc. He runs into Helen as she's sunning herself. She runs into no glasses. How uh, she's sunning herself on like a lounge chair. Uh, she asked if she wouldn't mind rubbing sunscreen, but she said... She said some weird, like, preventative medicine or something. Yeah. And his eyes lit up like she was <laughs> so talking was about like, drugs. Let me get you a million drinks. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So, gets two pina coladas. I thought it was weird, too. Isaac's like, well, how are we paying for this? And I was like, whoa, we got a moment of reality here. Isaac's yeah. about to go, nah, dog. Yeah. You got to pay. And he's like, he's gone. He's not, Doc's not paying. So, do you think the little bit we know about Isaac and a lot of bit we know about Doc, do you think Isaac is heavy handing those drinks or light handing those drinks? Or when you say that, I watched him pour the two glasses of orange juice, the one where Ray Bolger wanted the vodka. Half of that glass, there was a little ice in that glass. Half that glass was vodka. Yeah, that was undrinkable. And then I also noticed he has no like real bartending skills. Go, he's pouring two. Now he's pouring the juice in each. When he was finished, they weren't at the same level and they weren't even full. And he just throws two straws. So that one that he's given Bolger is good. That dude's going to be in a coma after he drinks that. I mean, it was the glass was this and it was, I mean, literally half full of vodka. So to answer your question, he's just throwing stuff. In so a he glass. doesn't even he doesn't know. know whatever he thinks he's no. doing doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, no one's watching my hands. This- Everyone's. This felt like the most bartending we saw Isaac do in an episode. Well, it's funny. We didn't hear like a pina colada machine or anything. All of a sudden, he just, whoa, here we go. Here's a cup. They, they must cremate everything. Well, I just They're wondered. Robbins. When I was on vacation, there was a pool and had a nice bar inside. And they had like a pina colada machine. So the whole time I was thinking like, I'm waiting, you know, and he, and he hits the machine. It's loud. So I said, have we always, have you guys always had that machine. And he said, no, we used to do it with blenders, but they were just as loud. So that just stuck with me. So I'm like, this dude. Hi, I'm Mike Taylor from the Love Boat Project. I have a question about your pina colada making. 
I have a pina colada related question for you, sir. Um, I didn't hear a blender. I didn't hear anything. And you're pulling up these. Stop it. Stop. I it. think I think we're starting to establish something we probably thought, which is Isaac is not a good bartender. It, I didn't I didn't know it would happen this soon. Now, you yeah. can. It's He's only personable. Isaac Boulder, right? right? Me as a passenger. If Isaac's a not good bartender, Bolger style, I'm OK with that. Sure. You know, but for me, that's my worst nightmare. I just right. want a glass of orange juice. Like, <laughs> not to, I, you don't want anything to kill the taste. Don't kill the taste. I want it to taste like orange juice. So he'd be my worst. <laughs> hey, can I get like an Irish coffee with just a little? No, 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 no. You know that? Yeah, no. He would be my worst nightmare. But for but if it's all inclusive, yeah, does it really matter? Change. You never see any money change hands between no. Isaac think, and anybody. The so. inclusive thing. They haven't said it. It's got to be. Like, it's all these dinners and you don't see cash or tips or I feel like when they something. say, yeah, the only tip we saw was when Bayo tried to tip with a napkin. It's the, yeah. um, it would too. The, I feel like when they say that you pay in advance, that's their seventies lingo of all inclusive. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that the wording's a bit different, but I would look, I, I'll say this. I, I have no desire to go on a cruise, right? I mean, we will for our last episode. I mean, we, uh-huh. you know, done deal. Yeah. But the idea, and, I, and I've been to like uh, Jamaica, you know, for a honeymoon all-inclusive. It's fantastic. So, I mean, everything about being on a cruise, if you don't mind being in the water, just all of this sounds great to me. You know, the drinks. It's, are, the, common, it's the commonality with people, though. Yeah, it's like, that's the thing. Can I get my own private cruise? Right. Can I get a cruise with like seven people? Right. Can I, yeah, can we just have our peeps? Uh, it would be our, a very unprofitable cruise for you, the cruise line no but like you'd still go through just as much alcohol like we'll be all right like just <laughs> stock it up that's make true. sure we have cable and a vcr and we're good to go <laughs> DVD, player. Um, dvd player that's right um bu- 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 so if you're a okay. if you're one of the 596 other passengers on this boat <laughs> yeah and you walk by and your kid's got an ear infection and you're like all right if it still hurts in the morning we're taking you to the doctor and then you look going. over, and the doctor is mm-hmm. elbows deep, sunscreen in a uniform. Like at least maybe get in your civvies, so I know. Like I, I get it, right? Everybody's got to have some time off, but it's like it's just it's not professional to have the doctor being this horny in public. Well, it's this shouldn't be his time off. The time off, just like the captain said, hey, you know, after this, I'm going for, you know, whatever is a weekend, blah, 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 blah. You're at work. You're the you're the you're the on duty doctor at work. And it's not like there's nurses that can handle little things. Maybe that would solve it. Well, no, because Doc would just be all over them, too. Some real some male nurses maybe would keep Doc at bay. We just got to cross fingers that there is never a medical emergency that a wheelchair can't solve. Right, because if if not, we're all screwed on this boat. But it's daytime. Like I almost don't have a right. problem with Doc at night. Although if there's an emergency, but again, it, it's it's how it's not just what he's doing. It's it's the level in which he's doing it. Like he's yeah. just it's just like dude. But Stubing doesn't like it's all happening right under Stubing's nose. If he had a problem. It's not like it's hard to see what's going on. I wonder if they do like a, um, not to bring West Wing up again, but I wonder if they do a West Wing style prequel to kind of explain how Stubing and Doc got oh. together. 
I feel like those guys probably have known each other for a long time. Oh, like a, like a bones, captain Kirk kind of, kind of vibe. Yeah. I wonder if that's a kind of a, that's an interesting, uh, so he gets the pina coladas by the time he returns, we got glasses and she slaps doc when he starts rubbing lotion on her back. Yeah. Doc doesn't know what the hell's going on at this point. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he grabs the untouched pina coladas, brings them back. Did you hear what he said to go? For- Do you want some, these drinks for cheap or something? <laughs> Buy these drinks back real cheap. It's like, no, uh, here comes captain Steubing, um, announcing, you know, the way McDonald wanders over, tells captain Steubing, he and his wife want to renew their vows. I never understood the renewing of vows, by the way. Like, I meant to bring this up as a point. I, I don't, if you get married, right, the vows say until death do you part. Like, when do you need to amend that? I will, I will say I generally agree with you. I, but if I had the initial vows on the Titanic, how are you going to be now that? on another boat? Again, these guys are probably ghosts or the devil or something like that. So this is some sort of satanic oh, ritual. Never alive. They were yeah. never alive. Oh, that's right. They died at the Titanic. That's right. Like who are um, the McDonald's? What are you talking about? I think I called this a few weeks ago mm. that we were going to have Stubing doing a wedding. So this, that's one. You did. You did. My over under is 10. And I feel very confident that we're getting one a year. If we're getting one at seven. Right. I feel like we're going to have at least two. Cause you know, somebody on the crew is going to get mad. Yeah. We're it always, it's always some, we need an emergency. Well, I'm a captain. It's yeah. It's going to be some weird. Yeah. Um, but again, I think the wedding thing was just so they could shoot Julie in the eye with a champagne cork too. Okay. So before, before we, before we get to that, so, Steubing, yeah. Within three seconds of hearing about this wedding, turns into like Father of the Bride, like Martin Short and Father of the Bride. He's got plans going all over this deck, this room, this that that that. That's all he cares about, dude. Do you know like what direction your ship is going in? Like he doesn't even know where the steering wheel is, and he's like, "We can hang banners from this one." It it shows right there the interaction. He's a paper, he's a paper, paper captain. There's no way he's the real captain. There's some manly man with a full head of hair up in that, up in that like bridge area. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's steering the ship and driving it. And he's like, let's Steubing have his thing. But Steubing's just, he's worried about all the wrong things. Right. Like in an emergency. That's the most excited he's been about anything on this boat. Oh, he loved delivering. When he loved remarrying these people. He got all sorts of. You yeah. can see he was excited. Short jacket again. Another opportunity for a short jacket. So, uh, so yeah. Julie gets hit in the eye after tempting fate and saying that. Now, as bad as Isaac pouring drinks is, mm. you do not. Everybody champagne directly at people. Well, you put your hand over it too, so it you doesn't face the other way. Yeah, or so, you're in a boat. Put it, face it towards the face it to the ocean. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, is, I will say it was a, it was a it was a close range shot right to her right. face. Right, you're she's not dead. I wonder how many episodes she has to wear the eye patch for. It better not be anymore. That was or stupid. Eye patches. You know what? Give oh. Joey the arm sling and give Go for the eye patch. Come on now. I was laughing so hard at the variety of eye patches. I was texting you. <laughs> Eye patch, <laughs> eye patch thing. Here's a black one for the pool. Here's a t- 
Dan was like dinner. Julie, it was like she a Julie punishment episode. I didn't know. I have goosebumps because she had. I laughed so hard. She had a she had an eye patch that matched her pajamas. <laughs> she had a champagne colored eye patch. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like number one, couldn't she reuse it? Where did she get a variety? You were at sea. Like so we we can't we can't get a, a patches, but not that many. Slings. We can't get a sling. Yeah, we can't get a sling. We can get a neck brace and a million eye patches in one wheelchair. So here's what we got. 38 wheelchairs, 300 eye patches, one curtain, one. <laughs> and, and a neck brace. That's all we yeah, got. multi-purpose curtain. And I'm sure that neck brace did something else too. Like that was something else complete. It's a big koozie, something for like a, a magnum of champagne or something. Oh, so ridiculous. Um, God, just And again, more physical comedy. It was just... It was yeah. everywhere this episode. Oh, yeah, because like that that button, we might as well just call these out. So that button on the commercial is everyone's panicked that Julie's dead. Yeah. Doc runs over and starts to chat. Like and Doc, Doc starts her. giving her mouth to mouth and you know, <laughs> just something ridiculous. Doc, man. Uh uh fast forward. This is this the the visual in the lounge, Julie <laughs> with her new eye patch. Why wouldn't you stay home? You t- you t- you took a cord like two inches from your eye, right to your eye. You know you don't feel like going out. She's it's just, got things to do. Oh, that's true. So she's dancing with jerk off buddy <clears throat> as Gopher and Isaac glare and agree there's something about the guy they don't like, which is kind of a stupid statement considering she, well, no, she didn't spill the beans to them. No, she spilled the beans to Doc and Cass. They so don't this is just a loyalty thing here. So I think it's loyalty. I think it's the guy sucks. I also think because they're all about the same age, you yeah. got to think Gopher and Isaac at, at the least have a small crush on Julie or a friend crush or something like that. So right. I think that's probably a little bit of that too. Interesting. Uh, this is where something you brought up. So Steuben cuts in and asks why she's spending so much of her time with him. What, he, he knows why, which was just an order sure. way of yeah, just, yes, aggressively, you know. And then the the thing that it just left me with more questions than answers was orders her to spread herself among the rest of the passengers more passengers more. And I wrote, "What the hell is her job?" I I, I, I we did talk about to it be, to be I mean, okay. Just so available we've seen episodes now where she's done everything from. Um, you know, going to get people things. Got her, to, got the choker without the next size. Yeah. <laughs> being, to being a, a sympathetic ear. Fair enough. Things like that. So, but, so I almost think she's like the face of the boat, except Steuben clearly tries to be the face of the boat. So, but I, I do understand his point in that, I, to, to what we're saying, you can't. You're at work. You're, right. Yeah. Like it's simple. Do your job, Miss McCoy. Yeah. Spread it around. Like that's what I'm talking to. Like I'm trying to like get her right the ship. I call her Miss McCoy. But Otherwise, this was. But again, this was more stooping, Captain Lee. There, I he, like. He had a I like this. Here where he did good. Yeah, I. But I like it. There's something that feels good about it because it's like. But he, man, they really jam it down your throat. How he's like, you know, like you said, his his line. I'm not just. I'm also a human. Like they try to like add this layer. You know, he's a captain, but he's also that. He should have been. It's funny, like, 
this version of the character, which is also probably the first episode version of the character, should have been a much older person. You know what? I agree. I completely agree. Where he's like, you gotta have somebody where he's almost above the fray. Well, he's seen it all. Right. And he's not going to try to accost John Ritter dressed in just as a redhead. Like he's going to be over that kind of behavior. Yeah. The captain, it's, it's almost like he should have been like Wilford Brimley or something. The only thing is, is I don't think Wilford Brimley is going to put up with Doc's crap. Like I think, you know what I mean? And then it kind of changes that dynamic. Maybe you don't have them. Maybe you don't really have the captain in the show. Maybe the captain is just like a voice, like Dr. Claw. Like Charlie. Yeah. That was a big thing in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you could have him calling from the bridge or who knows. Right. Just make the announcements. Uh, okay. Not glasses <laughs> invites doc for a drink. Uh, he's just confused all to hell. Uh, complains about mixed messages. She gives him a kiss and assures him. Sure. Assures him. He's making this cruise very enjoyable, which is so weird. Her bar so low. And here we go. Here goes the alarm. But like right away, like she just came outside. It's like a six minute alarm. Like, like, hey, roll it back a couple hours. I'll trade you a couple hours tomorrow. I'm going well, go to never define, a medical professional. Like they never define like the period of time in which okay. they it's have the worst time. Just, that's that's when the buzzer goes off. The worst. As time. soon as she leaves the room, it goes off. Yeah. Like what? What is this? You guys are making this way more difficult. Just like don't make it for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of dummies. What are you doing? Uh, and it was a weird scene because he just rushes off. Doc said that was weird, and that was the whole scene. I'm yep. just like, all right, bro, we're scraping the barrel. We have, stars. we have four actors in this thing, they got it's just special. uh, okay, Julie, another eye patch hanging with Buddy by the pool, black eye nope. patch, just blatant disregarding of Stubing's orders, right? Like, I, this I is thought what, that next too. morning. And they were just, it, it's like one in one ear out the other. She doesn't care. <clears throat> no. She no. should be in the brig. Or something. You, you defied an order. I mean, you know, it, it it was weird that she just went right back to it. But Right back. Even more overtly than before. It's just. Uh, it would have been great if they'd had a scene where it was like somebody asks for like, do you have cough drops? Get out of here, kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy with Buddy. Get out of here. Yeah, that guy's just a. There could be someone drowning behind him and he's not going to care. Just, uh, but of did course they gave him like, did we need the sexy buddy Stanfield out of the pool? Guy? I was just going to say that, like get back in the pool, have a, you know, Oh, stupid. Anyway, uh, he, she asked him if they're spending so much time together for old time's sake, but smooth ass buddy says, he assures her it's for new time's sake. And if well, you can pull off thing. a big so deal. So I think that <laughs> probably confirms that they're hooking up after hours. So yeah. Buddy is just stringing her along for the boat ride. I mean, yeah. But it's as soon as his cruise is over, he's leaving this boat. I mean, yeah. he's not. He's like, you must have forgot. He's literally stringing her along. Like, the van's outside waiting. Like, I'm just going to hop in that van. I'm going to be gone. Comes, his wife comes to pick her up. Him right. up. Like, yeah, that was weird. And then I didn't get that. Well, we'll get to that. But that we'll was weird. I have thoughts too. Um, something about he's going to pull off this big deal in Puerto Vallarta. Which, so which again, vague. just the, the vaguest of vagues is. Okay, so here's a question for you. Is Selling the, cocaine? It's got to be. 
so is he's a cartel lawyer. That's my he's better call Saul, I think. Is so here's my question. Mm. Is this vagary storyline or the Wimbledon tennis injury the worst vague? Oh, I gotta go Wimbledon. That was yeah, I think so too. But this is in the same vein. Like I don't need a lot. Just give me something. A land deal. Like something. Like they don't if you only have four guest stars. You can't come up with a plot point for one of them? I don't even need... That's 25% of the guest stars. I don't need details. It was like, I got a big real estate deal in Puerto Vallarta. That's it. Anything. Yeah. I'm finalizing a sale of any... Just give me anything. I have to bury Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) He's full. He's just meeting some chick in Puerto Vallarta. Like, that guy, this stupid bathing suit. Uh, But he did say it would change their lives. He says he while he doesn't want to rush into anything, there's something specific he wants to ask her tomorrow night. Uh, and this ended up being not specific at all. Which is so years ago, uh, my wife and I were at uh, Butcher and Singer restaurant in Philadelphia on on Valentine's Day, and and unbeknownst to me, she thought I was going to propose that night, (laughs) but I I I wasn't. So the night was full of, hey, let me ask you something. I remember I got out of my chair to retie my shoe. And she was just like, so the whole night she thought it just like this, like, oh, this whole thing, there's nothing happening. I was too full of uh, free spinach and stuffed hash browns. Plus, you probably had like that, that cream spinach or spinach, stuffed hash brown, filet. Yeah, there's no, No. you know, steak martini, like all that stuff. I'm tagging Butcher and Singer in all these clips, see if we can get some free food. Oh, please do. Please do. Um. Uh, bu- 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 yeah, something specific. And again, what the hell was he asking her? I mean, we're looking at the ultimately, question, nothing. Was the fucking, it was just like, do you want to move into this? Wasn't well, it I just the same thing? It it took them a long time to actually like explain it, it and I. Sense. But ultimately, he wants it to go back to the way things were. Mm-hmm. He's got a new wife, so he probably just needs to put. Julie up in a spot where she doesn't find out about this wife. That's probably what he's asking. Probably instead of like, you know, Saturday, Sunday, they hang out Tuesday, Thursday. But obviously Julie was either. She's completely oblivious or she's crazy enough to deal with it for a certain amount of time. So. Well, we'll get to the end because I have a lot of questions about the resolution of this stupid storyline. So. Mm -hmm. So he gives her a smooch and, and leaves, and Isaac and Gopher wander over to stare disapprovingly. Um, as she leaves, Isaac tells Gopher, there's no way this guy is proposing. Nope. Again, suddenly Isaac is the uh, insight on love, but we Maybe know Maybe who those not. who can't do teach. It's got to be something like that, or he's just... I mean, to be fair, love. up until... This episode, Isaac was the only one who we had confirmed had gotten some action. You're right. I mean, if you count Steubing and Stacy, past tense, but no, past tense doesn't count. I'm talking about no. on boat action. Fair enough. Fair enough. For the crew, Isaac. So far, was he's hurt. still he's still the only one verified no. at this point. Not after this episode. No, no, but as at this point in the episode. Yeah. Or do you well, think Julie and this guy have already? I'm assuming Julie and this guy hooked up. Probably in that same linen closet where John Ritter held, hit his uh, red wig. Uh, uh, Doc and Julie, do you have protection? <laughs> I bet. <laughs> she's 
She's got like six of them for different outfits under there. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, Doc and non-glasses are in mid-smooch. And glasses is waiting for them to finish. They can see her behind the door. The thing goes off. She says to hurry up. Tells Doc she has to leave. Good Lord. But like, what is Glasses so doing at nine o'clock that she has to get out there? Well, Everything they're like, indicating is she's a real square. Like, and I noticed she was reading. Like, what? Why is she just not reading? But they also they made the statement, "I'm going to find a man when you get a tan." Right. The word "while" is not happening. Or moonlight like, interchanging. Like, while you get a tan, I'll be in the room, and then when you go get a man, I'll be in the room. Like, Here's it's not the other thing. accurate. The other thing too, it's a big boat, and security yeah. is let's call it lax as you we established. Opposite sides of the boat. That's what I'm saying. Just you know, let's have a little bit of a coordination, but ultimately, we don't have to do this plan. Well, how did they eat? Well, that kind of happened at dinner. She said, "Bring me back a doggy bag." That one time. I mean, was that every meal? I like mean, everyone thinks she's this. They did not plan well. It's not. not it well was lazy. Paper. It was lazy. The fact that they got away with it is more a con- condemning of Steubing's boat than anything. So. Yeah, the non-security officer. There's nobody. Why wouldn't there be a head of security, like character, like Ron, head of security? Just. Again, like I said a couple weeks ago, just give us somebody and then Something. tape a bunch of reaction shots and throw right. it in the real Exactly. We're not asking for a the lot. The threat of Ron. Right, right. The threat of Ron. Exactly. Yeah. Don't make me call Ron. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and the weird, so now Glasses comes out. Doc's like, where are you going? Pulls her towards him. Moans about how crazy he is about her. And then forces himself on her, like smooching her. She's fighting it, and then she's like, I can't fight this anymore. Like, right. What like has he character. dipped his lips in? Like, what is he? So, is he a propofol on there? Like, what, what is he doing to these people? So here's the thing, right? It's creepy because we know these are two different people. Yeah. But is Doc absolved from any real blame here? Because he doesn't know. Oh, wow. In the oh, 70s, God. clearly, yes. I think but, in the 70s, clearly, yes. Yeah. yeah. Is he just well, an I mean, innocent he, he, dupe in this whole plot? I I don't want to say he is because of who he is. Right. But I kind of think he is. Because even yeah. in the end, he still didn't get it. Or he's playing it real cool. Well, he's talking about, you know, vitamin shots and all this other thing. He's just like, good. He's probably thinking thinking he hit the lottery with this. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. But yeah, I, I do think. I, I, I want to paint him with that scumbag brush. But he didn't. He had no idea. He didn't know. So you can't really put that on him. I can put it on him, the fact that he pretty much, you know, forced himself on some of these people. Like, that was a little... Yeah, the the methods are absolutely terrible. I think the overall, he did not know that he was hooking up with two twin sisters. Well, imagine a little kid watching this in 77, like, oh, that's what you do? You just smooch on someone until they ultimately give in and enjoy it? Like, don't let go until... It was just weird. It was just it, it just made me feel uncomfortable. It was like Doc when she he picked up Julie. I just got very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, again, this whole episode is just weird, just, man. They've been they've been stranded at sea for thirty years, apparently. Uh, glasses comes back in the room, tells Helen she's fallen. Tells non glasses she's fallen for Doc. Um, 
they brought out that the only argument they ever had, what was it? It was over like roller, a toy, skates. roller skates. So then they, none of them got the roller skates. So they're like, you know, we're going to let them down. And the one non-glasses, like I'll let them down easy tomorrow. Okay. Because their friendship and sisterhood is stronger than, okay, great. Uh, Isaac, neck brace with a bow tie. I loved it. Uh, he reminded me of Joel Gertner. I don't know if you're familiar with Joel Gertner. ECW. Yeah. <laughs> he, he used to I used to wear that gimmick too. Uh, so it's Isaac with a neck brace, Gopher with a sling, Doc with a bandage, and Julie with an eye patch, different eye patch, are singing at the McDonald's wedding ceremony. So which what is what is going on to it? So the McDonald's probably planned this wedding, but maybe it was spur of the moment. Anyway. Why wouldn't they say it when they first got on board, too? It's yeah. like Hi, me and my fiance were thinking about getting married on your boat. What do you have in terms of ceremony entertainment? Yeah, here's the oh, we have we the doctor offer. and the bartender singing for you. Does anybody have a radio? Again, everyone's at work. Everybody's at work. What, what do you need a bartender to sing? You're just, on a cruise ship. Just give does somebody have a horn. The Titanic had like. How about a DJ? Like, a why DJ? is there no one on this boat that can play a harmonica? Where's the band? Spoons or something. We see the band every night. Where's That's the band? Where's the band? That's too early, probably. Or they're on that. Remember, he said, "Oh, the reception's on that deck upstairs oh, for the sun." Right. I bet you they're up there. But at the same time, they're on they're on Jabba's sail barge. You can't get someone to come down and you know. That was a, do a little ditty. That was just Weird. a. The McDonald's are not getting their money's worth on that wedding ceremony with those four singing. He's just, he's just waiting for his next opportunity to outact anyone else in the scene. Cause he's the scarecrow. Douchebag. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, Captain Reed declares the old couple, husband and wife. They head to the hallway to get pictures taken. Isaac go for doc and Julie attempt to move the layer cake. Uh Oh, trellis tops over causes isaac to dive face first into the wedding cake womp, womp, more physical comedy julie, julie just finger a big old lick off isaac with that cake but so stubing yesterday mm. absolutely knows where this wedding ceremony needs to be absolutely knows where the reception needs to be plan 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 mm-hmm it's a little sunny outside so he makes everybody move all the crap to the we're deck. gonna move everybody out yeah, how about, maybe he had another one. Maybe he had another one coming in. Oh, he's just moving weddings just now? Just moving. The crew's going to sing again. It's a you know, second verse, same as the first kind of thing. Here's the thing. Is it nice? It's a boat. Go outside. Eat the cake inside. Done. I just felt like it was like a kid thing. Like when your mom, when you're a kid, says, go play outside. You're like, well, I want to come in. Like, go play outside. <laughs> like, get out of here now. Uh, I'm not, I'm not mm. getting married on that boat. No. No, no one should get married on a boat or have a reception on a freshwater boat under zero circumstances. Uh, at least these people, I bet you there were chairs on this reception. There was salt water. They were outside. There was a place to sit. And I bet you they had water and glasses for them to drink. That's some inside, <laughs> inside baseball right there. All right. Uh uh, so not glasses drops by Doc's office to give him to break up and let him down. And, but then she, he start he can't stop kissing her again. And yeah, she's powerless. This, this, this was a little just, more uncomfortable. And then like he, 
she turns out the light. She was just trying to talk to him, but yep. Doc is all horned up and he can't stop himself, apparently. Uh, Julian Buddy, this is the one that bothered me the most. I'm going to be honest with you the entire episode. Julian Buddy are walking in the evening. It seems kind of late. And he suddenly presses her up against a wall and says, I want you for my very own. And I'm right. And Julie's at work, dude. Yeah. Again, she's at work. Uh, he suggests they get a penthouse in L.A. and promises that the arrangement won't be as fraught with deception. And Julie squeals, I love you. I mean, it's a good where it's a good place to start. You know, well, he's I'm not like, gonna lie to you nearly as much as I lied to you the first time. But I don't even know what he's asking her. He says no. he urges her to think carefully about his non-proposal. Yeah. What, what, yeah, that, what, that what do you propose? Because not only did I not give you an, a real proposal, but I'm giving you extra time to consider it. So it, Extra time for you to think about the words that I didn't add into the proposal. Because it's not a proposal. What are you yeah. asking? But that's yeah. why I don't understand what she called. She's like, were you at? Well, she knows that's not what he was asking. Because he didn't say it. Rusty, There's you know? no ring. There was no anything. Yeah, here's here's what I know. I've only proposed once, mm-hmm. and it was accepted. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one of the important things about a marriage proposal is that the person you're proposing to knows that it's a proposal and doesn't have to ask later if that was, in fact, a marriage proposal. Hmm. That's just me. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but... No, no, I, I see what you're saying, too. I think... I. Because I think it goes deeper on this. Because this buddy guy, number one, there's no wedding ring, right? He gets on the ship without a wedding ring. Well, so to me, know. huh? What's that? He's, he's got like 14 wedding rings in that. Oh, he's never wearing his, you know, <laughs> like, I'm just saying he obviously knew, he knew Julie was on the ship. The whole thing, there was nothing in Puerto Vallarta. He's full of crap. Oh, wow. You think this was all a Julie trap? Yes, yes. Yeah, I he, think he, he had a good. He knew she was on the ship. He didn't have his wedding ring. He just got married. He just wanted to get it set up. Who goes? Who? Okay, if you need a couple of days off before you go to a meeting, you go on a cruise ship to go to a big stop. It. It is an odd choice. Like this is just lazy. <laughs> so he, so he's already running around on the wife for that he's had for two right months. for two months in an, in this elaborate plan. <laughs> I didn't think that scene was necessary. By the way, with the wife thing. I didn't think it, I thought it was, it just was like spoon feeding. I, I thought it was completely ridiculous because of what he was offering. We kind of, we could read between the lines. Well, so, okay. So we can just lump all this together. So yeah, let's just, so Julie calls the same night when she's thinking about it and has a right. blunt question and basically says, was that a marriage proposal? And he's like, I don't want to make the same mistake I made before, baby. She's <laughs> like, I don't either, but, yeah. and but she, he's not saying like, anything. She cries into that iPad, which has to be just gross. Um, so then the next morning, yeah. So this is where it gets confusing. Okay. So the next morning, she comes downstairs, go for grabs her. Mm-hmm. Is kind of like, hey, did he propose? And she says yes, and that I haven't decided, but I haven't given him an answer yet. Cruise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. saw that again today. It's so weird. Okay, so that's where she leaves. Then that's after then, the phone call, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was post phone call. This was after. This is oh, the next yeah, day. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he okay. leaves. What I thought to go talk to Buddy. Right. Who knows? So they never I. actually explained. So then, Isaac comes downstairs. They're chatting. This blonde shows up. Turns yeah. out she is the new Mrs. Buddy Stanfield. They've been married for a couple months. 
she splits. You and never see her and again. Gopher have this information. Right. Julie comes back and immediately tells Gopher that she lied to him and that the proposal wasn't what she wanted and she turned him down. There wasn't enough time for her to go turn him down Mm-mm. during that. Which no. means he shot her down, him down last night. So then you lied to Gopher pretty definitively. But for no, what was the And purpose? then he came back in two minutes? That was well, weird. Even, even if, maybe if she had framed it like, look, I wasn't being honest with you. It's really difficult. This is kind of what happened. But like, if, if she's going to be an oversharer, then you have to be a consistent oversharer. Right. In the sense that, she would share the fact that ah, I wasn't being honest. This is what happened because she was willing to say all this, you know, she's explaining that since he wasn't able, willing to offer like all this stuff. And like, so two, two seconds ago, you, your filter wouldn't let you say this, but now, but like, what's, what's okay. wrong with crazy dude. That's what it is. I well, really, the other, thing, the other thing I have a problem with this is yeah. good for, good for Isaac and go for not telling her. Yeah, Maybe. Better, better people than me, I guess. But I would have said something. Yeah, Buddy Stanfield, villain, big time villain, dude. Zero on screen comeuppance of any kind. You just never see him again. You never see him again. He doesn't get like hit with a cake or thrown overboard. No, nothing. Slapped or have a drink thrown at him or anything. Or it's even, not even like even Jacqueline like, Smith's husband basically got, got comeuppance. Yeah. This guy what? skates. He skates. I think and the, Julie the, kind of makes the right decision for the right reason, but not, not based in this on great victory like they're trying to make it. Well, it, she made a decision, but it wasn't based on all the information that were was sort right. of available. Right. To me, the best way to wrap it up would have been her sad Julie looking and seeing him get off the boat and like some woman getting out of a cab and like giving him a smooch. The be- the no, the best one would have been. Mm-hmm. Julie doesn't make that phone call. Mm-hmm. The next morning, she's beaming her. with her clipboard, and the blonde woman shows up and asks her. Oh, her yeah. And then Julie she goes to Buddy her. and says, I have your answer, and, you know, drop kicks him or something like that. That's how you do it. This was, this was poor. It made everybody look bad. Well, it's funny because they didn't let him off the hook, but they didn't fully have him on the hook. Based on, you know what I mean? So it was sort of. All, all that happened to Buddy at the end was he was a creep. Nothing. We already knew that. Oh, it turns out he's married to some blonde lady. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that was bad. He should have gotten some. You know, you know, you know what should have happened? Hmm. You could have tied the McDonald's into it. Something bad could have happened to him and it could have done the jinx move, but he would have gotten his comeuppance and then Julie could have laughed or something like that. And it could have been something stupid too. Yeah. With, in in this land of physical comedy. Yeah. What if, what if. What if the stooping thing happened to him instead of stooping? Sure, sure. Anything. Or what if the stooping boat pulls away, stooping falls in, and then the boat propeller chops up Buddy Stanfield? Totally that fine awful with person. It. Yeah, but Julie would just go in there and grab the pieces out of the wall. Like, she's crazy. Like, she's hey, nuts. Hey, ABC, you want to compete with the Godfather saga? Chop yeah, up no Buddy kidding. Stanfield in a boat propeller. Well, I just wonder. I mean, they're they're competing with James at 15. I mean, you really need to bring bring your best stuff if you're competing with James at 15. Uh, <laughs> so, Doc, we're at the end here. Doc bids non-glasses adieu. She kisses him. 
gives him her work number and glasses comes out, kisses him, gives her her work, gives him her work number. We could see this coming. We knew it was going to happen. And it's so funny to see paper phone numbers because I always see now like people yeah. on giant hey, pieces of paper. Yeah. And huge pieces of paper. I'm like, they were probably on prescription pad or something yeah. crazy. Yeah, they, st- they stole they stole it out of his office when they were yeah. <laughs> rocking he signed these there. 15 prescription blank ones for me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's waving it around like a, I found the perfect woman and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, and they f- drop in the water and flow. Of course. I remember getting phone numbers on paper. I'm old enough for that. You put that, you put that stuff in your pocket or your wallet immediately. Oh, absolutely. You put that away. Yeah, there was no storage system back in the day. No. There was no. I'm certainly, I'm not doing this on a boat deck. <laughs> so... no, he's, just, he's just tempting fate, especially know? at the end of an episode. Like you know, something's going to happen. You knew there's only a couple minutes left. Like Lady Wind was like not on my watch. <laughs> uh, and I put the I'm note the here fifth that... character, the Wind, <laughs> Lady Wind. Uh, I put on. It's probably Doc can't maintain. Doc's gonna have a heart attack by episode ten if he keeps this up. So, oh, I mean, he he's lucky he got out of that night alive. All right, we're we're at that last scene right now, and this is a doozy of a last scene. Uh, Stubing announces, and I thought his announcement was very specific. I, I have people that work for me, and I don't go, hey, I'm going away this weekend. I'm taking this car. I'm driving on this road, and this dog is going with, like, <laughs> settle down there, Captain Stubing. It was interesting or- to bring up the weekend, though, because it made me think, if if we're still going with the ten day cruise idea, right? Then do so, you basically get the four days off and then start over again at the beginning of the week? That would make sense. Do. I think you'd have to. Yeah. So ten on, four off. Yeah, and you get a nice yeah. long weekend. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Like every um, other Tuesday, the, the ship goes out. Well, something. on this ship, you do whatever the hell. There's no work being done on this ship. Isaac's pouring terrible drinks and falling down multiple times. Like nobody's doing anything on this ship. <laughs> the only person doing anything was Vince. You know. <laughs> Vince right. is the ultimate Barry Horowitz guy. He's working. Uh, yeah, he says, uh, I'm going to spend the weekend on his rich friend's yacht. And he's like, that boat right there, which is so weird. <laughs> he compliments their professionalism. Let, let's review. Uh, Doc's borderline aggressive romancing of twin passengers. Um, Julie with these super inappropriate interactions with this guy all over the boat professionalism yeah this mm, this was by far their least professional trip yeah isaac doesn't know how to take a take a bump in a pool without hurting his neck i've he never shot, jumped into a pool he shot julie with a cork yeah shot julie with a cork isaac it's questionable uh if he's a hitman he's being professional so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh he makes fun here he gets on cover for spreading the whole jinx myth he's leaving horror here's stupid horace and henrietta again mm-hmm. <laughs> they appear and they say they really, really want to say goodbye to Captain Stooping. Here we go. Here's our last scarecrow scene. And he's yelling, Yoo-hoo, Captain Stooping, in his best uh, scarecrow voice. Captain whirls around and plunges into the water as the boat he was in the process of boarding pulls away. That's not a jinx. That's just bad. bad Look where you're going. Boat craftsmanship. Like the guy left what before he. That's what I would do. Yeah, but why would the boat? Why would the boat pull off before he even steps off? It wasn't a misstep. The boat wasn't there. Well, the boat was assuming the guy was going to get on. That's true. Do you now, make that assumption though? No, no, no <laughs> I wouldn't. But. I wouldn't either. 
And why were the why were there still passengers on the boat? But the captain's off of it. <laughs> just, just <laughs> hanging around. Just hanging around. It's all about nowhere to be. Potential the have nowhere to be. Yeah, nowhere to be. Nobody's in a hurry to get off the boat. Um, and that is uh, a doozy a, a, of an episode. A wild episode seven. It's um, funny that I, I thought that our discussion about this episode, because it's sort of like a book club. I've kind of equated this to. I did not think the discussion would take this long. Now I, I am by no means a clock watcher. Yeah. I just felt with four guest stars and the, the true just ridiculousness of this episode, but maybe that leads to longer conversation. It does because I think there's a lot of like scenarios that come up that aren't necessarily plot related, but like, it's not, well, this leads to it. This is not a good episode. I mean, this is no, this is a no. nonsense episode. It's fun and everything, but it's it's it you know what? credulity. <laughs> so. I'm just I'm just going to chalk this up as a Thursday night episode, yep. and we're just yeah. going to get back to Saturdays and write the ship literally. And I think um, we had said this the other night or a couple weeks ago with episode five, where um, that was su- such a high level, and we kind of thought, oh, maybe this is like, it. It's that's that's a peak, like that level of nuance and stuff. And that's okay. Not every episode has to that's be like fun. that. And every now and then an episode like this is is fun. It was fun. It was fun. It I moved. For me, who didn't hate Ray Bolger the way you hate Ray Bolger, mm-hmm. the Julie episode pissed me. The Julie part pissed me off. I'm with you. I'm with you. But like generally I could deal with the other stuff as a fun lark. But um no 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 debate for me. Episode five is still the leader. Absolutely. Without it, there's nothing's coming close. And and I wonder if it's going to be like this for the remainder, like a lot of, oh, there was two good ones. And then there's a mess, two good ones. I just wonder, I wonder in the end, at the end of the day, under the project, what's the ratio of good episodes to mm, not bad, but just interesting because they've, they've really been all over the map. And then we're just getting started. It's It's going to be more than that. Yeah. Um, More of that. I should say. Captain of the week. Wow. Um, I can see this in a couple different directions. I think the obvious choice is Doc. Um, Because of the physical toll this episode took on him. Um, Both getting hit in the head, taking that ridiculous cartoony pratfall where he slid down the wall. And the fact that those women tried to kill him and he didn't even know it. I got to go with Doc this week. I I would say Julie, but... I felt bad for Julie, so I can't. Oh, I don't think. See, I think this is Julie's worst episode. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, not, I was not a fan of that this week. So I almost actually went stooping because I did think he was being very captainly for a while. Um, but the combination of moving the reception to the deck and then that fall at the end took me off of him. Those were the things that took you off the moving of the reception. You were like, nope. Yeah. yeah. I, so respect I guess it. I respect it's that. a low bar. I guess it's a low bar for students so far. Well, we're t- we aren't talking about 45. I definitely, I definitely had doc on the list for everything you said. And it's easy. It's easy to generally go with not being yeah. as creepy, which again, low bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's Ray Boulder. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I swear to God, I really Are you down. messing with me? I really enjoyed the acting styles of oh. Ray Bolger. Yeah, because he maybe he's... that is nostalgia from The Wizard of Oz, but I really enjoyed it. He might as well had scarecrow makeup on. He was nothing but scarecrow the whole time. It's just I just think it was it was great and it was Ray Bolger 
looking out for Ray Bolger. So. Ray Bolger looking out for Ray. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's not putting anybody over on this episode. Nope. Um, Walk the plank. I feel like we're going to, well, <laughs> maybe not you. Walk the plank for me is Buddy Stanfield. I hate Buddy Stanfield. He can die in a propeller accident. So I will say this as much as I do hate the scarecrow. Uh, it's going to be, it's Buddy. Yeah. There's no, he's, he can't do that to Julie. Yeah. You know, she's easily, easily, because I think hateable. ultimately worst villain because he didn't get his comeuppance. Well, there's no endearing qualities. They didn't try to have you like sympathize with him in any way. Like yeah. even from his facial expressions, right. he was just consistently a jerk. So I'll be curious to see if anybody else gets on the Buddy Stanfield, Jacqueline Smith's husband list. I would love um, if they had uh, some sort of like mythology, like where it all sort of the dots well, are connected. Because like, we have villains, right, mm-hmm. that aren't actual villains like Milton Berle right. or those olds. Like, but they're not actual yeah. villains. And they no. at least gave them a bit of a moment. These guys are pure villains. So, yeah, this guy is, is it, it, Milton Berle is not a villain compared to this guy. No. Because no. Milton Berle saw the light. There is no, mm-hmm. this guy's not seeing any light. And this guy would have been a villain if he was doing it to just a fellow cast, uh, guest cast. Mm. The fact that they ruined Julie in this episode. This well, was... Let me say this. You said Ray Bolger might be the devil, right? Yeah. What about this guy, Buddy, being the devil? Maybe they're in cahoots. Maybe. Maybe it was like Maybe a seven deadly. Yeah, I don't something. Because the, uh, the wave seen this week yeah. they were all on it it was a much wider shot i did see that i did so see maybe that. they're in cahoots something How about that it's like it's a it's a coven we're just getting deeper and deeper we're investigating the investigators at this point it's fantastic uh so that is uh episode seven let me just say real quick just uh where you can reach us uh we'd love to hear from you email us uh loveboat pod loveboat podcast at gmail.com you can find us on YouTube, Love Boat Podcast. You uh, smash that like and subscribe button. I've always wanted to say that. Uh, we are now on Instagram. Uh, what is that? At Love Boat Project. Is that correct? Yeah, it sounds right. Uh, we're also on Twitter or X, as it says on my phone now, it's at Love Boat Project. <laughs> and then uh, does your app have an X on it now? Does It, it say, does, but I'm not, I'm not observing that. So, Does he want it to be called Twitter? Or does he want it to be called X? I know that his headquarters has an X. Yeah, no, it's Twitter. Okay. I made my uh, bones on Twitter. (laughs) I know. I made my bones on X. Yeah, I don't know what he's... And then also we have a Facebook group. Uh, New episodes every other Monday. Uh, Anything we missed, Mike? I think that's it. All right. Well, until next time, I am uh, Mike. And this is my co-host, Mike. It's easier that way. And uh, the project just keeps continuing. We'll see you next time for episode number eight.